Going over symptoms of relapse. I think. I think. I don't know where we are. <laughs> I think we're on nine. I think we're on complacency. It doesn't look like I have it crossed off. So that must be where we are. If you are just trying out 321 No Kidding or just started at this random episode, we are looking and exploring some of the symptoms that show up before people relapse according to the back of a phone card from Gamblers Anonymous. So tonight's is complacency. Gambling was the furthest thing from my mind. Not gambling was no longer a conscious thought either. It is dangerous to let up on a discipline because everything is doing so well. Always to have a little fear is a good thing. More relapses occur when things are going well than otherwise. So I think it's saying that if we get comfortable, almost lazy. I, I, I don't know that they wanted to use the word lazy. But if we get lazy about our recovery or taking care of ourselves, it's easy to get complacent. It's the same old, same old every day. I, I, I think I got complacent leading up to when I started gambling again in 2015. I changed my priorities a little bit. I wasn't going to as many meetings. Thought I had that, you know. I thought the fear would stay with me forever, and it didn't, actually. I wish it. I wish it did. So it could be pretty easy to get complacent. It scares me. It scares me when people stop engaging or think they have it because so many times I've seen it go the other way. Have you ever heard the saying, when you don't want to go to a meeting is when you need one? If we're talking about, you know, group therapy or or GA. Not only does it work with your with your moods, but if you stop going to meetings or this could be even the self-care approach if if you get complacent about that, like it's so easy. The bike riding, you guys went through this with me the last couple of weeks. I don't think we went out since last like it was a week. Like we used the weather and um him having the kids you know, there was a lot of different, I was crabby. I was really crabby. It was the week after Mother's Day and there was a lot of fun stuff at my day job, but it's easy to get complacent about that. All of a sudden, instead of it being one morning we missed, it was a week, a week and a half. So complacency can happen in those arenas too. Just like sitting at home with coronavirus are we getting complacent about watching our calories or, um, you know, just doing normal things? Like, I keep getting afraid that we're going to get told to go back to work 
and my apartment's not going to be clean like it was the first week of the quarantine. I've gotten complacent in my chores a little bit. So how do we solve being complacent? I think that having a schedule is a good way. I have to write things down and, you know, plan accordingly or use my calendar. I think that staying engaged in the community. So let's say you were in a fellowship, you know, in the program or in a group. If you're not engaging, and I I realized that I did this too. I gave away one of my responsibilities. And it wasn't like an assigned responsibility, but when I started talking to you guys more, I got out of my habit of sharing I, I used to do the daily reading in our in our group on the thread and, you know, drum up some conversation either around that or I'd ask a silly question and I got complacent in doing that since I've been um, podcasting every morning. So I asked someone else to do that for me and he's been he's been doing it and it's great. But now I'm not reading my one day at a time book as much. I probably should incorporate that into our mornings, maybe. Yeah, maybe we'll see. So I get complacent about a myriad of things. It's not just the gambling. I think that we have to remember if we aren't taking care of ourselves or working on the things that propel us forward or keep us from gambling, drinking, whatever, if we're not working on that, we're being complacent, right? So we need to keep it on our forefront. That was the struggle I had with with one of my friends that I was in treatment with. He thought that my strategy was a little over the top. Like his his line to me, which I guess should have been an indicator <laughs> of who he really was, but was, well, I, recovery doesn't define me, he would say. it's It doesn't have to be my whole life, you know? Well... For me, if I'm not working on my recovery, I'm not going to have a life soon because I would get complacent. And it's not my job to take inventory for anybody else or, or, you know, to be a jerk. But I wonder if those, you know, becoming complacent doesn't lead to good results, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I would much rather be viewed as maybe being a little over the top. And of course I am, right? Not everybody that's quit gambling starts a podcast and pretty much has a, I'm a gambler tattooed on her forehead. I'm making that up, but that's not the general way of the world. But we, we have to be moving forward, I think, is what this is trying to tell us, you know. If we aren't taking care of it, then it could it could very well be a symptom of a relapse because we're not keeping our our muscles tough on on combating the disease. It's it's kind of that simple. So that's my thought on complacency. And I am you could probably tell I'm out of steam. I just finished class a little while ago and I was doing some homework and I don't know how after 51 days I don't just automatically know it's time to record a podcast. But I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I didn't do it. So 
here I am. And I'm sorry, it's a little short and sweet tonight, but don't get complacent about listening to the show. There we go. How's that? I use complacent in a whole different other word way. All right, folks, I hope you have a good evening. I will be back really early in the morning because I'm trying to be a super good girl with my morning routine. I hope you are too. Good night.